Hey, welcome back to another edition of AFK Discussions. It's your boy Jason, and Ty's not here today. He's had a baby, so he is off doing baby things. But I got Phil from Exploring with Phil here. How's it going, man? I can't oh, hear I'm you. Doing my be- I'm doing my best, Ty. Can you not hear me? <laughs> I couldn't hear you for a second, but we're, we're good now. <laughs> okay, I was trying to do my best Ty impression, you know, because oh, yeah. usually when, like, you guys enter the show, he's like, oh, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That's for Ty. But yeah, uh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It's going to be an awesome episode talking about a, two different cool uh, little cryptid kind of things, stories, legends. Um, so I'm excited to get into it. Yeah, man, totally. It, it is going to be a good one. Um, so, man, um, what's what's been going on in, in the world of film? I, mean, I know you've been doing some crazy videos. I saw that one where um, I can't remember where you were, but it was like, it said get out and leave or whatever. I can't I can't remember exactly what it was, but that was that was pretty crazy. Oh hell yeah. I'm probably you're probably thinking of the one um when I did the King Phillips War in Middleborough where I got the um I get like this the weird spirit box, definitely the strangest uh spirit box word bank responses I've ever gotten in a row for sure. Um, you know, it was just a wild experience. It, things in general have been honestly on the uptick. I would say in the last month alone. I've had my name said more in the spirit box than ever. That's crazy. Over the past, you know, from before that, for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, nothing like bad, bad, but just, you know, we went somewhere. I'll give you a little tidbit. This is not even, it's not even aired yet. Probably not even going to air by the time this comes out because I'm not sure when I'm going to put it out. But me and Nicole did this little explore down on Cape Cod. Um, I didn't do any spirit box sessions, just had the word bank going. I didn't say my name once. Maybe Nicole said my name. Maybe, but I don't remember. I don't think she did. And then we caught, I caught one EVP while we were there and it was someone saying, Hey Phil or Hey Phil. That's crazy. So yeah, I don't like what's weird about that. You know, this place that we went to, we're talking like, it's like an hour and 40 minutes away from my home. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's not like it's right down the street from my house or something like, so we drove a good distance away to get there and, you know, didn't really, I don't know. It's just very strange that you go that far away and you have an entity, ghost, whatever, saying my name. It's very strange. I don't yeah. know what to make of it, but <laughs> yeah, that, that <laughs> is really that, weird. That's been that's me. That's me the last month. So <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, no, it's been good, man. It's been good. Yeah, the the weirdest thing lately that's happened to me. Um, I talked about it on an earlier show, and I I, just, yeah. I sent it to you. Um, mm-hmm. my family and I were at this like birding park where you go to watch birds and stuff and um i just took my spirit box because the the kids were like let's go ghost hunting you know i'm like Mm -hmm, uh, because i've mm -hmm. heard some stories about this area and the funny thing is they won't let you in there after dark um although i have some seen some videos of people there after dark um i know um gosh what's his name he's a tony you sent it to me you sent it yeah i I sent you the the video um Mm So, um, but there's another guy that's uh, friends with Tony and he went there and his video is pretty crazy too, but I, I couldn't believe it. I'm that video, that, that little clip I got, which I played on an earlier episode where I was, was talking about portals and Dogman and stuff. And then this little girl, girl voice said monsters. And that was, that was very creepy. That's creepy. Yeah. Now, how long were you guys there in total? Um, total, maybe 20 minutes. Yeah, that's wild. Like that's my, wild. It just yeah. it just goes to show you, you don't need to be in these haunted locations very long for like weird things to happen. Yeah, it was, you it know? was definitely weird. Like imagine, I think about that too, because like you know when I do my videos, right? I go out and I'm out for like maybe an hour, hour and a half at a time at the most, maybe two hours at the most. You know, so it's just amazing that um, 
I guess it just depends on the location. You know, if it's a haunted location, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like when you go, you're gonna like stuff's gonna happen. You know, they're gonna interact with you and stuff like that. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, dude. That I remember you telling me about that. That is definitely creepy for yeah, sure. It, and with your with your family there too. That's even yeah, creepy. I know. <laughs> so I was, we were like, yeah, it's time to go. You know. <laughs> yeah. All right, kids. Yeah. <laughs> Let's put the ghost box away. <laughs> Um, man, I'm, I'm beginning to think cause you know, we got all that activity up in, um, Elkmont. in the cabins in Elkmont mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm beginning to think since I've been having a lot of responses to me when I'm asking that, you know, I don't know if it's from that, you know, cause it seems like things are attracted to you, obviously, mm-hmm. cause you get a lot of responses. Yeah. Um, but I'm beginning to think that I may have that same sort of thing that, stuff is attracted to me because yeah. I always get a response. Anytime I ask something, I usually hear something and, you know, mm-hmm. so it's, yeah. And, and like, I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's just like, a, um, so there made like a sensitivity thing or I, I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe they feel more comfortable, you know, around certain people than they do other people. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it is, but it's definitely something you, I mean, you, you can't, I can't deny it anymore. I mean, it's just, it's, it's definitely weird. I don't understand it, but, um, yeah, as long as you don't let it um, <laughs> get too crazy or get a little, like, unnerve you, you know what yeah. I mean? Because if you think about it too much or, like, think about responses that entities or ghosts say to you too much, you know, then you definitely could, like, scare yourself. And when in reality, most of what they say is just random and, you know, doesn't mean anything, doesn't lead to anything most yeah. of the time. It's just kind of like, you know, sometimes they say things just to scare you or just to mess with you, you know what I mean? So... Yeah, I, I, I mean, honestly, I haven't touched the ghost box since <laughs> since that happened. Um, really? Yeah. Like, I don't blame you. Some people, like, I, my one recommendation is use it as much as you want out, out and about when you do an investigation and stuff like that. Do never, ever use it in your own home. Yeah. That's I the haven't. only thing I will ever, never investigate your own home unless, like, you're having poltergeist activity mm-hmm. as it is. Then I would say go for it. But, like, you never want to bring anything into your home. So No. I think when yeah, I dude. first bought it, I turned it on. Just to see how mm-hmm. it worked. I didn't ask any questions. I just yeah, yeah. one thing was turn it yeah. on and see if it worked and turn it back off. Mm-hmm. So. Yep, yep, yep. It's like once in a while, like I'll randomly turn it on in the house, like not really thinking, but just to make sure like how much battery it is. Yeah. And I always like turn down the volume all the way down so that way even if it's like sweeping through channels, it's not no nothing's gonna pop through there. So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um man. hey, real quick before we get into it, man, why don't mm-hmm. you uh tell people where they can find you? Oh, sure. On uh, You can pretty much find me on all social media platforms um, at Exploring with Phil. That's two, uh, Phil with two L's, um, except for Twitter, which is Exploring underscore Phil. Um, on YouTube, I do weekly YouTube videos, 7 p.m. every single Thursday, and that's Canadian Dutch Boys Studios. Awesome, man. And uh, guys, it's great. You go check out Canadian Dutch Boys Studios. I highly recommend it. Um, I love it. I'm not just saying it because you're my friend. It's really good content. Um, Thanks, hey, man. before sure. we get into the visitor, I wanted to touch on this uh, Cherokee folklore I, I just happened upon on TikTok. So um, for those of you that don't know, um, I am Cherokee descendant, um, like I think four generations, maybe five. Um, I was so everyone in Tennessee, you always get told, oh, you're you're descended from Cherokee, you know, if you're a Tennessee native. And most people are like, yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah. So um, I was telling my wife and she was like, oh, yes, let's do a DNA study and do some like Ancestry.com. 
well, it comes back that I am indeed, you know, part Cherokee. Um, and actually my, I want to say fourth great grandfather, maybe fifth. He was on the, um, the, uh, trail of tears, but, oh, no um, kidding. yeah, he was actually a, a chief in the Cherokee nation. So, um, we actually went to Oklahoma to kind of do some genealogy stuff. Sure. Yeah. But, um, they weren't there long enough to be on the census because they moved to Oklahoma and then some came back to Tennessee. So they weren't on the census in Oklahoma. Gotcha. But, um, so they, so they moved back as soon as they got out there and they, they're like, nah, we're going back home. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. well, some, some of my family did stay there, mm-hmm. but they died before the census happened. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. and we actually visited their, their graves. It, it was crazy. We, um, found out where it was. Um, and, um, we went, it's, it was like in the middle of a cornfield. It's like, there's, the, there's these big, um, like literally cornfields and like the people either with tractors and doing their work, doing their job. And then there's like this little cemetery with a huge tree just right in the middle. And so we mm-hmm. were able, we were able to find it. It was, it was pretty cool to check that out. Um, another thing I found out that Cherokee, Around that time, after the Trail of Tears, they started taking um, like European names instead mm-hmm. of using their native names to um, more fit in, and yeah. so they weren't like discriminated against. So mm-hmm. sometimes you may have um, native Native American in you, um, but you don't know because, like, when you do genealogy and you look at the names, they're white names, they're not right, you know, right, Indian yeah. names. So yeah, it's the same thing in New England too. Um, once the pilgrims came over, um, the Wampanoags would do the same thing, you know, kind of like trying to fit in culturally and stuff like that. You know, they would like take English names and name their children English names and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's definitely they're very, very common for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, dude, I didn't know that. That's really cool. That's interesting, man. I'm glad you got to do that, man. Yeah. Not a lot of people even get to know, like, the full extent of their ancestry. Yeah, like, uh, you may be able to do, like, ancestry tests, but, like, you know, especially if your family came over on a boat, you know, uh, it, there's only so far you can go, you know, yeah. in America. And then you ha- you literally would have to go to that other country to like find out, you know, anything more. So that's really cool that you could, you were able to go that far back. Yeah. It, it was really and, um, cool. Dude, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. So, and so um, yeah, so that's why this story is important to yeah, you. Yeah, that's so. what it is. Literally. Um, yeah. So in Cherokee, I'm going to call it folklore because, you know, there's no way to really, um, there's an, I guess you can't really say if it's verify, true or not. Like, verify, yeah, yeah right. that, that's a good yeah. good way to put it. I'm, some words are hard for me sometimes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so apparently when the Cherokee settled in the Smoky Mountains in uh, North Carolina and Tennessee, um, they said that there was a race of people already here. Um, and they had um, white skin and they were small in stature. And um, their eyes couldn't couldn't take in the sunlight, so they only came out at night. And hmm. so they they dubbed them the Moon-eyed People because they would only come out at night. Um, it's very very interesting uh, because they there's some accounts that they spoke almost like a Gaelish, like um, an Irish or a Scottish dialect. Um, and sorry to Scottish and Irish, I don't know Gaelic. I I don't know. I know Gaelic is one of, it's either Scottish or Irish. I don't know which one it is. 
So, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And, and, and that could be a touchy subject up there to you know, get it wrong. So I'm just saying, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm stupid American. I don't know what Gaelic is, you know? So anyways, <laughs> but I just thought that was very interesting. So, um, it's very, very interesting. Uh, cause you know, that it, it reminds me cause they say they're small in stature. I mean, is this, and also they said that they go underground during the day mm-hmm. and come out mm-hmm. at night. Um, and which almost, you know, makes me think of like the Cherokee little people legend. If this has something to do with that also. Right. Right. Um, right. I'm just going to read this real quick. So it says the Cherokee moon eyed people are a legendary group from Cherokee folklore believed to have inhabited the Appalachian region before Cherokee, before the Cherokee people described as having fair skin, light eyes, and were said to be sensitive to sunlight and preferred living underground. The origin of the legend is unclear, and while some theories suggest it come, it could be inspired by interactions with, uh, with early European settlers, there's limited historical evidence to support this. So um, what they did find, um, I think in 2015, was they found a statue, a carving of these moon-eyed people. And it looks very alien <laughs> for lack of a better word um i don't know did you did you happen because i told you mentioned mentioned this yeah. did you happen to look it up and see that statue yeah i i yeah and i watched the video that you had like posted on your thing you know i had a, i think i had the statue of them in that in that yeah. video so yeah yeah so i did see that and honestly there's a couple of things that stand out when you mentioned the little people and that they were short i also went there too i also thought i was like oh maybe they could be some sort of a cousin of these little people or something similar, even like similar to Pukwudgies maybe, you know, because both of them live, I mean, Pukwudgies don't live necessarily underground, but they do live in huts and stuff. Like, I just, there's a lot of weird connections there. Um, and the very fact that you said they spoke Gaelic is also interesting because it reminds me of, in I think it's Scottish, they have these little elemental creatures mm-hmm. that are, I think, very similar um to the way that like these they're little and stuff like that too. I'm just like connecting tissues because yeah. I made me think of that because you know they're speaking Gaelic and I was yeah. like that's kind of weird that they would speak that. So like, but then again, you know maybe there's some sort of I mean there's some people that theorize that you know Europeans were a lot here a lot earlier than what we thought. Yeah, you know like between Vikings and you know all these other things, which is I think definitely very very possible for sure. Yeah. Definitely. So, you know, I mean, you never know, like, what kind of weird, you know. And, and then you said they lived underground, too, That which just throws a whole other weird angle in it, too. Know. You know, and they only come out at night. You know, what's true, what's not? Like, where where is the legend and where is, like, reality? Like, are these actual just real humans mm-hmm. who maybe were just in the living in the ground and they got so used to being in the ground so, so much that their eyes, you know, were hard, had a hard time adjusting to full sunlight so they would only come out during the darker times because mm-hmm. it was easy for them to you know what i mean because that's where they lived and that's where they dwelt and it was just kind of like you know their eyes just weren't adjusting properly i don't know it's really yeah. weird i think it's super interesting there's definitely a supernatural element to it i think i don't think this is just people you know i think this could be some sort of fairy folk yeah sort of that's what i was thinking like something. a like a fae folk yeah and there's so much mm-hmm. stuff that is you know encompassing in in the fae so like right. gnomes, leprechauns, right. um, trolls, right. Right. I mean all all the above is is part of that um 
So and you said um, there was something that destroyed them too. What was what was the what was the enemy that destroyed them? Um, I th- <laughs> the Cherokee, I think, destroyed them. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think they. Um, I don't know if they completely destroyed them, but they like ran them out of the Smokies or the this okay. the Appalachian Mountains. I said Appalachian. Mm-hmm. People are gonna say you're not from Appalachia. <laughs> it's Appalachia, <laughs> but for some reason I said Appalachia. Yeah, guys, I was born and raised in Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, I said Appalachian. I don't know. <laughs> That's just because I'm on. You, you hear that yeah. northern accent. You're like, I have to say it this way. This is the way Phil says it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think but it's it's weird. So I'm gonna I'm just gonna read this again. There's another description. It says moon-eyed people were described as having fair, pale skin, light-colored eyes. Um their appearance was notably different from that of the Cherokee and the indigenous people of the region, who generally had darker skin tones. Um so, I'm I'm looking through my notes here. Sensitive sunlight, lived in dark places. Um, I think they also like were very spiritual. I th- um, thought that was part of it too. Like they yeah. they would um I can't remember they had even maybe even mystical powers almost. Yeah, I'm trying to find my. I got a bunch of notes here, guys. Um, let's see. Um, I know this is a great radio because I'm. Okay, here we go. Okay, <laughs> legends suggest that the Moon-Eyed people had a unique connection to the spiritual world, mm-hmm. with some accounts describing their ability to communicate with spirits or foresee events. Some modern phenomenal, phenomen, some modern paranormal enthusiasts speculate that these legends could indicate the lost civilization with advanced knowledge or even extraterrestrial origins. So mm-hmm. yeah, so like Nephilim. Yeah, yeah, I mean, pretty much. <laughs> Which could be a possibility as yeah. well, for sure. Because um, I, I also thought that as well. I was like, yeah, oh, it could be, you know, some sort of half-human, half-something. Yes. You know? So another uh-huh. another thing that's kind of weird there. <sighs> this is going to go deep. So um, Cherokee also, there's um, not really a legend, It's because it's more ta- tangible than that, because they have found um, on, like... Um, not really hieroglyphics. Um, what's it called? There's another word for hieroglyphics there. Um, um, I know what you're talking about. They're carved. Whatever it is. Yep. Yeah, they're carved in yeah, stone. Yeah, the carvings. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. I can't think of what it's called, but it's not hieroglyphics. But they found um, Paleo-Hebrew carved gotcha. in this region, um, and it dated it back to before like settlers would have been here. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of speculation that the Cherokee people could be um, part of like a sect of like the uh, lost tribes of Israel that may have came over here long ago and just oh, stayed. Gotcha. So, um, but there's a, there's a big legend about the Cherokee possibly being um, like one of the lost tribes of Israel. Gotcha. Which I mean, it, it makes sense if you if you think about it. I mean, like the native skin tones and stuff. It does kind of resemble like the mid Middle Eastern. Um, skin tones and hair, t- yeah. hair colors and stuff. So, yeah, that's true. That is true. That's super interesting. Yeah, yeah, because that's one of those that's one of those age old questions about the Native Americans, in America anyway. Like, where did they come from? Yeah, you know, were they always here? You know, they were they did they migrate from Asia or something? You know, like everyone's always speculated that's where they may have came from. But I mean, no one knows. I mean, the, you know, so that's definitely anything's possible, man. Yeah, when it comes to that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, you know what? I, actually, when I was doing some research for Van Meter. What really blew my mind is I heard because they were talking about um, 
listened to other podcasts about Van Meter, and one of them mentioned, and I don't remember which one because I listened to so many, but they said that gorillas weren't even discovered until the late 1800s. Yeah. Which meant that before that, a gorilla or a man-like creature that kind of like resembled a man clean but covered in hair would have been completely like, you know, like it would be like, oh, that's not real. Yeah. And so at the time of like Van Meter and all this stuff, like early 1900s, a lot of people were like believing that the, anything was possible. So like, or any creature was possible because mm-hmm. they, they recently discovered that a gorilla was possible. So they're like, oh, if a gorilla is possible, then like. You know, what, uh, whatever, anything, anything's possible, yeah. that kind of thing. So super, in- I just thought that was fascinating. I was like, damn, I was like, how did they, how did they not find a gorilla until the late 1800s? I know, that's, that's crazy. Uh, right? How does that make any sense? <laughs> I don't know. Dude, um, come on. <laughs> I know, I mean, for, I mean, that's not that long ago, you know? No, it's not that long ago. Which, that's which like, puts, damn. puts a lot of credence to like cryptozoological yeah. creatures. I mean, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. that's like the 1800s. I mean, see how long um was it 100 and i guess 100 like 18 1900 is you know 123 years ago 23 right? years so yeah, i mean right? it's not that long ago you know no um no. if you you know in the time of you know all of creation you know it's yeah 100 right. and uh, like say 40 years is not that mm-hmm. long so i'm, yeah, ba- I'm bad like, at math it blew my it blew my mind it blew my mind. I was like, I can't believe that. You know what I mean? So I was like, that's what I'm saying. So when it comes to cryptids, never rule anything out, man, because you just never know. Yeah, I know. Never know. I know. It's it's crazy. <laughs> and there, I mean, there's yeah. still like rumors of lost Native American tribes living in the wilderness too in America, which right, I mean, there's right. so much that we haven't even discovered in America. Like there's vast wildernesses that people just haven't been into. Yeah, and, that's true. Yeah. Um, and, dude, another thing that's so weird about the Tennessee area. So there's um, an, an area called Norris Lake, and they built a dam there um, in the 60s, 50s or 60s. Um, it was part, maybe it was longer than that, longer ago than that, probably probably 20s, maybe even longer than that. But anyways, um so they built the is Norris Dam, and apparently, whenever they drained it or as they were building it, they found um, Egyptian artifacts in the river. Really, and that's um, that's that's crazy. Um, Tony has actually talked about it recently too. Um, that's where I heard about it, and then yeah, um, that's super interesting. Yeah, a guy I work with actually knows some stuff about this. I've I've talked to him about it. And um, he's told me little bits and pieces about it. Um, he hasn't really gone into great detail, but uh, spoiler alert, um, coming up soon, he's actually going to be on the confessionals because I got him in touch with Tony. And oh, so, cool. yeah, so I'm, I think I'm going to be at the table also whenever that interview goes on and we're going to talk to him about all the, the craziness in Tennessee because he, he knows a lot about it. Yeah. Hell yeah. No, that'll be, yeah. interesting that's a big spoiler guy. Sorry. No, hell no. Hell yeah. We'll mark it on the calendar. You know what I mean? As soon as you know that's happening, I'll definitely be checking that out because that's going to be must listen, must watch, depending on your how you watch it. But yeah, yeah, dude. Hell yeah, man. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. There's a lot of craziness in Tennessee, man. Oh, uh, yeah. I was there for less than a week and I experienced it myself. (laughs) Um, Apparently, there's also a pyramid in the Smoky Mountains. (laughs) Really? Yeah, that's (laughs) okay. It's 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 crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that is weird. 
That is wild, man. Yeah. yeah. You never know, man. <laughs> um, you never know. I mean, seriously, with all the weird stuff that happens in Tennessee, all the cryptids and mm-hmm. everything, um, who knows what's out there? Yeah, dude. Absolutely. Um, I mean, just, it's just highly active here. Highly active. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much all I had on the uh, Moon Eyed people. Um, cool. If you're listening right now and you know more about the Moon Eyed people, I would love to talk to you because I'm very, very interested in it and I, w- I would like to know more. So um, just get a hold of me, um, afkdiscussions at gmail.com or on Instagram, Facebook. You know, we're pretty much everywhere. Just uh, get a hold of us and let us know, and I would love to have you on the show and talk to you. Okay, yeah, man. Yeah, even I, I would, that's right. I would even like to know everyone's thoughts on like what they what people think they are. Whether yeah. the people think they're humans, whether they think they're cryptids. You know what? You know if they're some sort of like half breeds or something. You know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So hell on yeah. on Facebook, it, I made a post. Well, I posted a TikTok video. I shared it, mm-hmm. and yeah. it like yeah. blew up. And there's so many people um, commenting on it. Um. And so if if you're on Facebook and you're watching this, because I'm I'm definitely going to promote it on there, and you know something, I would love to talk to you. I mean, just yeah, like I said, yeah. I would like out. to talk to anybody that knows anything about this. Yeah, hell yeah, because it's just such a, a I don't say unknown, but like it is a smaller you know legend. It's not like you know something that everyone knows, you know. So it's definitely a something worth digging in on for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um. So let's transition now into the Van Meter Visitor. This is another topic that um, I guess not a lot of people talk about it. Um, no, I not at all. Yeah. I was shocked. Yeah. When I did research for this, right, I was like, well, let me look to see if anyone's done like a podcast on this within the last year. I think the re- most recent one I could find was like from last year. Really? So it's not even like, yeah, it's not even a, a topic that people talk about like a lot, a lot, you know, so I've. I've found maybe like three or four in the last few years or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so uh, yeah. Yeah. It's I want to say, gosh, maybe four or five years ago, I think small town monsters did a, like a little documentary on it. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that's where yeah. I first heard about it. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I first heard about it. Um, this guy, Chad Lewis wrote a book, the van meter visitor, something to that effect. And I heard him on, I think it was God. It was like Darkness Radio, I think. Oh, yeah. This is like, it's like 2010 yeah. or something. It's it Dave, a long time. Dave Schrader, time. man. Dave yeah. Schrader, that's yeah. right. Back back a long, yeah. you know, long time ago. So that's where I first heard this story. So, and when you had asked me if I wanted to come on and like, oh, so I was like trying to like rack my brain, like, what are we going to talk about? What are we going to talk about? Because I just didn't, I didn't want to come on and just talk about like, you know, what I've been doing. So I was like, well, let's talk about something different. So I was like, this is the first thing I thought of. So, um, Van Meter vis- uh, Visitor. So I guess I'll just get right into it. So this event happened in 1903, September 1903 into October, uh, Van Meter, Iowa. Um, at the time, Van Meter was only like 400 people, about round and about. Now they've really expanded. I think there's like 700 people maybe in the town. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> at, at the height of 1903, this was like the height of uh, Van Meter. You know, this is like when, you know, the town's bustling. It's a very, um, probably about as popular as the town's going to be at this yeah. point. Um, and it's a very small town. It's right outside Des Moines, Iowa, which I believe is the capital of Iowa. So it's kind of like a, a, like a town or like a, it's its own city or whatever, but it's very, very small. It's only like a, a 1.3 square miles. Mm-hmm. So it's a very, very small section. So, 
basically what happened is uh the first event um actually you know what should i describe you want me to describe the creature first yeah go or ahead yeah okay just, i mean whatever just, you just want to do man. The table. okay so the van the van meter creature monster i guess we'll just call him a creature at this point so basically the description based on everyone who saw this creature about four or five eyewitness accounts that saw this different reputable businessmen who saw this creature different times we'll get into what who and all that stuff but they described a um bat-like slash human-like creature um wings like a bat but it also said it had talons hanging off the the wings, which they didn't, no one had ever seen before, or like you know something they couldn't describe. Um, there was also a terrible stench off of this animal, which seemed to get worse when the animal was threatened, shot at, stuff like that. Um, also, it it had a beak-like nose, um, a face, nose, mouth, which, and then also a. A, a horn on its head but like a, a blunted horn not mm -hmm. like a sharp horn but a blunted horn which light would emanate from this thing um but it would mm -hmm. see it seems like it could control the light so at some times it could turn it on at other times it turns it off mm -hmm. um also the light was described as piercing and blinding now like flashlights were invented at this time they had just come out recently mm -hmm. But they weren't like the flashlights that we have. The, the way they describe this light, it they described it as like a beacon light. Hmm. So a beacon light is a light that you would shine at the top. You ever seen like sometimes when like car dealerships, they have those spotlights that shine in the sky yeah, yeah. back and forth. And you could see the light ray in the sky. So like that would be like the equivalent of a beacon light, kind of like a lighthouse light. Yeah. Or a, that's like, so I'm assuming that means really, really bright. Um, yeah. yeah, really bright. But like. Yeah, extremely bright, which I think is interesting. So, like I said, it has the bird beak. It's got this horn. It's got this light coming out. It's got wings. It has four legs. It seems to hop around on the two, on two legs like a bird, kind mm -hmm. of, at times. But then also when it wanted to take off, it ran on all fours and then took off like it that way as well. So mm -hmm. it also had, like the way they described, because a little bit later on we'll get into like the specifics, but... There was one point where it, it was on a telephone pole and it climbed down the telephone pole and it used its beak like a parrot would use its beak to climb down something. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, I know parrot. what you're saying. That, yeah. Yep. So I think that's really interesting. I'm trying to get into all like the very specifics of the animal that they yeah. described. Um, so I like, did that nine feet tall. So it's very, very tall like creature when it stood up on its hind legs. Yeah. Um, moved at impossible speeds. So this is where, like, the supernatural, I mean, if the light emanating from the head and the stench is not supernatural enough, like, this kind of, like, kicks it off because it moves at impossible speeds. We're talking jumping building to building over people's heads. It also seems to have, like, either was either somewhat spiritual or something because they would shoot, shoot at this animal, mm -hmm. but it seemed like nothing would pierce it skin or yeah. nothing would damage it, but there would be no bullets there. The, the casings would be there, but there'd be no bullets you know it wouldn't you know what i'm saying so very very strange so that's the description of this creature that people saw so that's crazy isn't that wild yeah so i mean it makes me think of two things <laughs> one a pterosaur or a pterodactyl or um there's other flying dinosaurs besides pterodactyl but you know it the claws the the pointy thing on its head the beak mm -hmm. 
um, yep. how tall it is, um, bat-like wings. I mean, that, that kind of sums up like a pterodactyl-ish creature. But also the supernatural side of it reminds me sort of like Mothman almost. Yes. You know? Yes, absolutely. Just with a light. Yeah. You know, because Mothman, I, I don't think, had a light as far as I remember. But very similar type creature, though. Yeah. Even almost similar in size. So um, it's based on when we get to the end of all these people, the, the story and everything, I, th- I mean, again, we will get, to, you want to wait to the end of th- to, to, the, to get to our theories, what we think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Let's wait to the end. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So let's kick it off. So September 29th, this man named Eugene Griffith was a farm salesman. He's walking back from a long day. It's 1am, which is very key. This is one thing I want to keep in mind. All of these events take place around 1230 to one o'clock in the morning, each and every single one of them leading up to the end. So, which I think is interesting. It's always at night, yeah. you know, whether that's supernatural or not, I just think it's kind of strange. So he sees a light burning on top of a two story building. And he's like, Oh, that's kind of strange. And so he sees it. He starts to walk closer to this light. And then the light jumps across over him onto the other side into another building. Hmm. And he is completely shocked by this, you know? And so then all of a sudden, all of a sudden this light that he's seeing vanishes and that's the end of the the first encounter. So hmm. this guy sees this light. It literally, he sees something. He can't really make out what it is. It ju- literally j- jumps over his head onto the other side of, you know, the, the street. And, and then just disappears, disappears and vanishes. So that's September 29th. September 30th, 1230 in the morning. Dr. Elcott, the doctor of the town. Like I said, reputable person. He's awoken from his sleep inside of his home and uh, by a blinding light shining through his window. So he's like, what is this? So he gets up. Um, what I love about people in this time period is each and every one of these people after this, they immediately get up and get their gun, which I love. <laughs> so he immediately gets up, he, he gets up, gets his gun because he's like, who is this? Like he, Maybe he thinks it's a robber or something, you know, who's going to be shining a light into his home at 12, you know. That kind of a bright light. So he approaches the window with his gun. He sees the creature on the other side of the window, and he describes it as a half-human, half-animal, bat wings with a blunt horn and a piercing light. He fires five shots at the creature, shatters, uh, breaks his window. Um, The creature flies off. That's the end of that encounter. Hmm. So when the morning comes around, you know, this is the doctor of the town. He starts telling people of like what's happened. So some people in the town are like, I think that some people think it's like people trying to hoax and trying to like they're robbers and this is a hoax and they're trying to like scare people so that they can steal or something. Yeah. So the next day, October 1st is uh, the man, uh, the bank teller or bank manager, I should say, Peter Dunn. He's concerned. He's like, Yes, there are robbers. They're going to try to rob the bank tonight. This is all a ploy. I knew it all along. So he stays in the bank. He brings his shotgun with him with buckshots in it. And so he ends up falling asleep. He is awoken by a gargling and choking noise. This is one description I forgot to mention. So it literally sounds like someone gargling or choking. So he's like, what is that? And then when he approaches the window, he's blinded by a light. So bright that he, it, he steps back and has to like you know sh- like you know cover his eyes, mm-hmm. and so the light eventually scans away from him and scans across the room, and when it 
scans it scans across the room he's able to see the creature and as soon as he sees it then he realizes that the doctor is was telling the truth and so as soon as he sees it he takes a shotgun and he just starts shooting at the at the creature the creature literally just vanishes turns away runs vanishes never seen didn't see him again hmm. so that's the this is like day, day three now yeah so at this point with the two the doctor the bank manager both having these experiences people in the town are like starting to kind of freak out a little bit you know people are more being believing that this is like these creatures are real yeah so october 2nd a man by the name ov white is a hardware store owner um he's awoken by a, a, yet again a strange he calls it a rasping sound but i would assuming the same sound that the other guy heard the bank teller um Immediately gets up, gets his gun, which I love about these people. They immediately yeah. just wake up. And, I mean, I guess at this point, you're probably thinking it's probably the monster. Yeah. But he goes to the window, sees the creature is perched on a telephone pole, um, like across the way, like on a on one of those T telephone poles. So it's like sitting, you know, imagine nine foot creature sitting on top of the telephone pole, kind of like that way. Um, sees the creature, fires the gun, the gun at the creature. The creature turns its light on him and shines it right at him. Literally, and then that's this is where the odor comes in for the first time in any mm-hmm. of these accounts. So the the odor was so powerful, it literally he had to take a step back. Hmm. He he's like literally was so like I don't know what kind of stench this was, but whatever the stench was, it was powerful enough to make him start shooting his gun and him to be like, Oh my god, like that it's almost it like knocked him back. Hmm. Um so during this whole process, after the gunfire. Sydney, I can't, I can't write down. Uh, I, I wrote down his last name, but I wrote it so squiggly, I can't re- write read my own handwriting. <laughs> so right. his name, his name was Sydney. So Sydney wakes yeah. up, and he see he hears the gunfire, sees the monster on top of the telephone pole from like the other side or whatever. It, he describes it as eight feet tall. It's he sees the beak, he sees the wings, he sees the four legs, and this is where the parrot like. Um, account comes in okay. so he sees it move down the telephone pole like a parrot then he sees it hop around like a bird or in his words a kangaroo and then he's and then it then it went from that to running on all fours and then you know gliding up and flying hmm. from that perspective yeah so next day the town obviously is distraught and uproar they're like this, you know, people are starting to be like, we got to do something about this. So the men and the miners in the town, because this is a mining town, which the mine literally just opened maybe, I think it was 20 years before this moment or mm-hmm. 15, maybe even less than that. It wasn't even open that long. So the miners were like, um, yeah, a few days ago, we were hearing weird noises in the mine. Mm-hmm. So the manager slash owner of the mine was walking by the mine and he heard what he described as, uh, I wrote it down because I thought it was so wild, a wild of a description. His name was Jay Plant, Platt, by the way. Um, he said, it sounded like a Satan and a regiment of imps carrying to battle. So literally, that's what he described this noise as. So he hears that noise, kind of like probably what these other people are hearing. And he sees this creature climb out of the mine. Dang. But it is not by itself. It has a smaller creature with it hmm. that is the same creature as the other creature, but just smaller. So probably a child, a baby creature, yeah, maybe possibly female. I don't know. Who knows? But whatever, a smaller creature of that same creature. Hmm. Um, you know, they stood and watched um, the mine shaft 
the rest of the day because they knew that they would be coming back, you know, because they thought that they were living down there or whatever. So they got as many men as they could, as many guns as they could. And they, when the creatures did arrive back, they shot and fired every single gun. They said they fired so many shots that they could have sank a Spanish armada. Gosh. And But they said that none of the shots um, seemed to do any actual damage. It only seemed to make the creatures upset and agitate them. And so <laughs> they eventually flew down into the mine shaft. And as soon as that happened, the miners and the workers either dynamited the top of it or covered it up or whatever they did to cover up the mine so to make sure that they never got out again. And that is the last encounter of the Van, v- Van Meter visitor. Gosh, that is crazy. Isn't that wild? I have so many thoughts. So many. Yeah. Dude, fire away. I'm here. So, the fir- my first, well, I had a bunch of thoughts. And so the way it walks and takes off. Mm-hmm. So everyone here, I have seen Jurassic Park, I'm sure. Um, I want to say it was, maybe it was Jurassic World, the first one. But, like, when, I think it's the one, they're all, like, you know, in the, the shopping district in Jurassic yep. World, and that's when the pterodactyls and pterosaurs start attacking. Yeah, there's yeah, that one to scene. Up. Yeah, there's yeah, one yeah. scene where they're actually walking on all fours. I don't know if you remember that oh, or not. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, that, yeah. that's yeah. what that reminded me of. For um, sure, absolutely. Because the, the horn, I mean, it, I can just, I can see that. Um, And who knows? I mean, those, I mean... You know, bioluminescence is a thing. I mm-hmm. mean, you see it in underwater creatures. So, and and some cave dwelling creatures have bio bioluminescence. So, who's to mm-hmm. say that you know pterodactyls didn't have that? We don't know. You know, no For one sure. has actually seen a pterodactyl. Well, um, and given the fact that they live in a cave, it yeah. seems. Yeah. You know, these creatures just say, "Look, they like I said, there's two. There's, I think there's many possibilities. Like, obviously, there's possibility that's just just a real creature, because." Like I said, as far as the gunshot stuff, it's like, yeah, they probably should have killed it. But I will say there is documentation of men, armies, fighting animals, and not and bullets not even be able to pierce skin. And that's the the Battle of the Emus versus the Australians. Oh, really? So have you ever heard? Yeah. I haven't so, heard of that. Oh, no, my dude, this is wild. Oh, man. So the, the Australian government spent so much money because they had this emu problem in yeah. Australia. So they got the military together. They This is like early, this is around this time period, actually. So mm-hmm. like early 1900s. So, yeah, they get all this money together, all this, this ammunition and stuff, and they start hunting down the emus. They, you know, use the machine guns and guns to try to kill them. Their, their fur or their, um, whatever it is about the emus, it's so, it was so tough and thick that they, the bullets couldn't get through. Really? And so they, it was just like they literally lost a war to emus. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, it's literally crazy. <laughs> just because <laughs> like of technology, and I'm sure like nowadays you could easily yeah. kill an emu, but it was just because of the early technology of guns and stuff. Yeah. They just like couldn't do it. And it was just like, it's one of the biggest like follies of any military ever. Like, they just... I mean, who loses a fight to a bird? I know, that's crazy. You know? But, yeah, so, like, the only reason why I bring that up is because there is an animal out there that has, in the past, at least somehow, some way, through their... whatever, um, you know, or could evade bullets, or not evade bullets, but, like, absorb bullets somehow, or not take damage. Yeah. But, I mean, that's I, that's very unlikely, though. I mean, it is, it's, that's where it gets kind of, like, supernatural. 
Yeah. And I think the stench, too. You know, obviously, we don't get a description of what the stench smelt like, mm-hmm. but what if it was sulfur? Yeah. And, you know, a, and then if they're then in a we're cave, into a yeah. hole, right, then we're then they're, they come from the ground. What's in the ground? Hell. Yeah. So, you know, then you get into that whole angle. Like, is this some sort of like, because even the way the guy described what it sounded like coming out of the cave yeah. is like an imp-like creature, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that made me think of that, too. So, like, that's, it could be an animal. It could be a, some sort of creature that's not meant to be up here from hell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that somehow, um, some way, yeah. got up here and, you know, for whatever reason, you know, and I don't know. You know, just so, it's it's weird. It's what I like about this story the most, and it's it's documented in newspapers. Yeah. And the people that, like, the re- the, the people that, like, claim they saw this thing are, like, you know, the banker, you know, all these like famous people in the towns. And then I know what people are going to say. They're like, oh, well, they just did it for the fame. Well, guess what? This brought them no fame whatsoever. Yeah. Van Meter like barely grew at all after this. So it's not like they were trying to use it to try to lure people to the town as some mm-hmm. sort of like thing, like some sort of gimmick or something, which was a lot like people were doing at that time. Yeah. So that even lets, leads credibility to that as well, that this is a real story. Yeah. You know, because it literally just disappears after that. And, you know, there's not a trace of it. There's not like, you know, there's no gift shop. I mean, nowadays they do celebrate it. It's like part of the town's history and stuff because let's face it in Van Meter, Iowa, that's pretty much the only history you're going to get. So yeah. <laughs> like, what you know, when you look up history of Van Meter, Iowa, this is the only thing that like comes up. There's like, you know, I don't even know if there's, there's probably no one fa- even famous from, you know, this yeah. place. So it's I, like, it's the only thing they have, you yeah. know, so. <laughs> um, but it's like, I mean, Point Pleasant, it's the same thing with the Mothman. Yeah. It's kind of like the right. only thing. Well, I guess they had that, the TNT factory, but like, oh, you yeah. know, they built like, um, I guess, military equipment or something back then. Oh, okay. I didn't know but, that. But um, yeah, that's that was the, one of the first places the Mothman was sighted was at the TNT factory. Um, that's weird. Yeah. Um, but you know, getting back to the Van Meter. So, um, another thing with the digging deep and the mines and stuff, it reminds me of like the hollow earth theory because sure. I mean, if you, absolutely, cause there's so many movies about like the hollow earth that like, um, what was that one? Um, was the land of the lost? It yeah. was an old TV show, yeah. and then yeah, they, yeah. They, they, they fall re- through the crack. Yeah, they fall through they the crack. Up, yeah, yeah, where yep, all the dinosaurs like whole, like, and yeah, that's right. And there's like, um, what is? I'm trying to think of the people that created that. They did some weird stuff in the 70s, um, but that was one of them. Um, but they had the uh, slee stacks. They were like the lizard people. Yep, and yep. Um, it's just weird. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I remember the um, Will Ferrell like remade it. It was I love that movie. The remake it's so funny, but um, yeah, it's just it's so weird because you know to imagine that there and journey oh journey to the center of the earth is that oh yeah, yeah 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 yep. Orson yep. Welles yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Right. Yep, um, that is right yeah where you know there's this you know land that time forgot at the center of the earth mm-hmm. and then you know that gets into the whole Admiral Bird thing who you know he said he flew into the earth and he saw um he saw uh what what are they called. Uh, mastodons like roaming oh like yeah, it, yeah and all these right, dinosaurs yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so i mean who knows i mean maybe they maybe it's not hell maybe they dug into the um inner earth and it came out from there yeah. i don't know i'm Dude. just 
I'm thinking of all the possibilities. You know? all, all the possibilities. Uh, dude, that's, and that's one of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. I, I, I find the Van Meter, um, which I'm going to call it, so interesting. And the very fact that, um, as far as I know, besides the Mothman, there really isn't like another cryptid that's like this as far as with the light on its head and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, it's very unique, too. You know what I mean? And um, I think the light, the light, the light, the stench, how fast it moved, the credibility of the people that are telling the story... And the fact that none of them got famous after this yeah. or anything like that, I think lends to the credibility that like this, uh, whatever happened, this something happened mm -hmm. that these few, this one week or whatever, and um, people can't explain it. Now, I was saying, I was reading a little bit, Chad Lewis, the guy that wrote the book mm -hmm. about the Van Meter, he was saying there's been a few people, um, one was 1986, one was 2006, and the last experience was like 2010. Where people have described seeing not the exact same creature as a Van Meter Visitor, but something similar, mm -hmm. where they described it as a large bird, or something. You know, one person saw it like on dead on the side of the road, you know, kind of a thing. Another yeah. person saw one, and they, you know, had had the beak thing and all that stuff, but they didn't get a good look of it. But they, they did say it was really big, and you know, so like there has been a few like possible Van Meter sightings, mm -hmm. not. Obviously not confirmed at all, but um, I think that's interesting. Um, I would love to go there myself and check out the mine and do like yeah, an EVP definitely. session near there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And see if like you know you could get something or you know I just you know me I'm I'm like already wanting to go out to Tennessee again to ask Dude. questions about the Moon Eyed people. Tennessee, who created them? <laughs> we had we had such a good time. Um, Doing that, man, it was oh it was hell yeah, oh, dude. dude! Elkmont was so much fun. Oh my and gosh, Cage Cove was great too. That was such a surprise. Okay, I'm I'm connecting dots right now. I got my uh, maps open here on my phone. So um, I'm trying to find find Van Meter. Um, I'm not I'm I'm not seeing. I'm I'm just kind of glancing on here. I looked up Chicago. So there was the all the Mothman or I think they called it a gargoyle sightings mm -hmm. in chicago recently like oh. a few years ago i don't know did you know about that no i did not know about that so and you know illinois and iowa are right next to each other they touch yeah you know, they have yeah, a absolutely so i would just that's very interesting let's see yeah i wonder van what the descriptions meter. are van meter they described it as a um the van meter is right outside des moines yeah so yeah. how far is that it's not that far from Chicago. Van meter. Let's see. Directions. Can I do directions? <laughs> yeah, directions. From van meter to Chicago. That is how many miles? Um, 365 miles. That's not far at That's all. Not, it's five hours driving, but I mean, flying is a whole different thing. That's mm -hmm. not that far. No. Um, for a creature to to fly on over there, um, yeah, that's that's definitely interesting. It's much farther to get to West Virginia, to um, Point Pleasant, than Van Meter to Chicago for the Mothman. That's what's to be wild. When you think you Chicago. never really think about that. Like you know, you th you think Chicago, you're like, oh, that's nowhere near the like Des Moines, Iowa. But I guess it is. Yeah, yeah it's it's fairly. It's close. not it's not far at all. You're like, no. oh wow. Um, Damn. But yeah, so. I mean, they said it's a gargoyle, um, long wings, uh, black, black.
black figure. Um, I didn't hear anything about a beak. I think they saw it um, flying around um, and then like perched on on roofs. Gotcha. So um, that that would think that was the only descriptions that were out interesting. There. Maybe yeah, that's red glowing eyes. I think was another one. Oh, um, really? Yeah. Jeez, that doesn't sound creepy. No, not at all. <laughs> um, but another thing the Van Meter reminds me of is the Thunderbird legend of the Native yep. Americans in the in the Southwest, um, which is described as like a pterosaur-like creature, mm-hmm. which is, uh, I mean, I think, I think there's more to this, <laughs> uh, more to these legends than uh, people think, you know. Um, oh, for sure, for sure. And now, like, what exactly they are? Like, that's what that's like the toughest part of the van the van meter part is just like it's literally a one week experience, you know, one week experience, real quick, and then gone. Yeah, you know, and then and then, like I said, no one else has really seen this same creature ever again, which is like really even even stranger because this isn't like Bigfoot or. Dog man, where like people are like seeing this multiple times. This is just one creature, like one community, multiple people saw, you know, one time. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, like I said, I think this lends credibility to the fact that this is a creature that's not supposed to be up here or something. You know what I mean? This is like a creature from the depths, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, super interesting. Like, I, I don't know what to make of it. I mean, those people must have been absolutely terrified. Yeah. I, I mean, I you know can't what imagine. I mean? I mean, it's. It's crazy to think that, you know, I mean, nowadays, if we saw something like that, I mean, it still would be terrifying. But, you know, modern people's brains, I think, work differently than, like, people from the 20s and or the, mm-hmm. the turn of the century. Um, yeah. I think we try to rationalize things a lot more mm-hmm. than they did. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I don't know. I mean, if you saw that, oh, it's it's just an eagle. It's a the golden condor is the the biggest bird I think in the U.S. Gotcha. Um, which can can actually pick up small dogs and carry them off. <laughs> it's huge. No, that's you know that's terrifying. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's just you know you try to rationalize it, but then I mean, if I saw something like that, I, I would. I mean, depending on the distance, you know. I'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, it's just, just a big bat or a big bird. Yeah, right. You know? What terrifies me, I think, the most is how many times these guys shot this thing. Yeah. And it took no effect. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or just seemed to make it upset. And it basically didn't leave because it was hurt. It just left because it was more annoyed. Yeah. Definitely. You know, that, <laughs> than anything else. And yeah. they're like, they kind of just got lucky. They're like, all right, well, let's, let's trap them in here then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you um, know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I just can't imagine that. I mean, oh, I wonder dude, what kind of guns. Terrifying. I mean, right, right. Like, I'm probably rifles, like revolvers, revolvers, revolvers shotguns, guess, rifles. Yep. I guess you know, they're you know single action pump handle. Yeah, yeah. I guess their ballistics, their powder or whatever, is not as powerful as it mm-hmm. is nowadays to you know ignite and shoot the projectile. Maybe. Oh right. Maybe they yeah. don't travel as fast. Maybe that's why it didn't puncture the um, animal. I don't know. Yeah, right. Because you would you would think like uh you know an M sixteen or AK forty seven or something, you know would be should be probably more powerful than, you know, some like revolver or something. You know, some pistol. 
Yeah, definitely. But you know, I don't know. But yeah, so definitely interesting, man. Like I, I don't, I don't know what this creature is, but super interesting. It's one of my favorite, like little paranormal stories out there, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Gosh, I mean, there's, there's so much weirdness in the world. I mean, I, I don't even know. I mean, speaking of weirdness. <laughs> I am so excited because coming up, Tony's releasing that the Shape of Shadows, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, this this kind of when I was thinking about the Vandermeer visitor, I was just thinking about like he had a guy on this week that you know owns the Space Wolf Research, and he was talking about creatures like they saw um, a giant crab, like in in like the folklore of the of the ranch. Mm-hmm. Or the another ranch, the I guess I guess base wolf research or whatever that area. Yeah, um, there was like a crab creature. They saw like a giant like prehistoric beaver. Um, Jeez, they saw like a dire wolf type creature. You know, like large mm-hmm. canines. And I'm wondering, is there? I mean, these portals and things that that have been mentioned. Is there? You know, yes, portals to the spiritual realm, but is there something that's like where there's like a time slip and these creatures are coming through from our past? Because everything he was describing were, you know, supposed to be extinct animals. I wonder if it's mm-hmm. something like that happening uh, in that area that we're, um, I don't know, time, there's like time dilation or some something weird, like a wormhole or something that's going mm-hmm. on. It just I didn't even think about that possibility. Yeah, because yeah. who who knows? That could be like in the mine itself. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? So like you know, that so those creatures could have came from, you know, either a different time, another place. Yeah. You know, some you know, like and so they're just completely confused, you know, I don't know. But yeah, dude, that's any any of the and that's definitely possible for sure. Yeah. And the the more I do like research out and like do you know, doing investigations and stuff, I I definitely think that the portal theory definitely has some validity to it. At the very least, vortexes or something that's causing paranormal activity to be heightened in certain areas, like Tennessee, like Bridgewater Triangle, like, you know, um, you know like hotspots, you know. Obviously, there's got to be something there besides the ghosts themselves mm-hmm. that is causing these things to happen. Yeah. You know, whether that's... Other entities that are stronger, you know, what you know, um, that are causing these things to happen, or whether it's like people doing rituals, like actual humans doing ritual things to open portals, whatever they do, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It could be, could be that too, you know what I mean? It could be any number of those things. So it's definitely interesting, man, and I'm yeah. here for it. So yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm here. I'm for here it for. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah, dude, I can't wait. Um, next time I go out, I'm gonna. Now, you know what? Next time I go out to the Huckamuck, I think I'll mention the Van Veter meter visitor. I'll be like, yeah. do you guys know what that is? You know, I'll describe the creature. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll be like, yeah, that's uh, that's Terry. He's over here. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome if his name was Terry. That would, I mean, that would be incredible evidence. I mean, then all of a sudden there's the you know nine foot. I'm like, all right, then I get the whole. You know, yeah, then yeah. he blinds me with his light, and you know, it's a whole thing. So that's <laughs> one thing I was thinking because you know your story with the uh, giant wolf. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it was like a, a dire wolf type thing that, you know, if there was some sort of time slip going on in the, in the Huckamuck. Huckamuck I don't know. Right. Yeah. That could uh, definitely could be possible. 
I mean, because it's not, I mean, talking about an animal that's not, I mean, allegedly definitely existed before. We know yeah. that, um, but not supposed to exist now. Yeah, gosh. You know, it's like the saber-toothed tiger, you know? I mean, imagine seeing a saber-toothed tiger uh, somewhere. You'd be I like, mean, what? I'm just thinking about all this, like, <laughs> time slips now where, you know, you know, these portals, you know, yes, portals of spiritual realm, like I said before. But also, I mean, maybe these creatures did live long ago, like say, like the Dogman and Sasquatch and all these, and maybe there's these time slips they're coming through. I mean, I'm just, my mind's reeling now because I, I I thought about that, and now that's all I can think of. Maybe they're time slips. I, I mean, I love time travel, and I'm like, yep. now, wanna, now, this, now I'm like, the next these are time three slips. months, <laughs> the next three months, every 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 single thing you're like, you know what? This is classic time slip. I know, I know, right. And that's the whole thing with ghosts also that they say um, are like thinning of time where you're like not really seeing, say, a spirit, but you're seeing into the past mm-hmm. and it's bleeding over. And oh, dude, I they can hear you and you can yep. hear them for a short period of time. That's why how they interact. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. There's that one story. I don't know if I told it to you or not. Um, I heard on I think it was on another podcast, but. Um, I've brought it up before in our podcast, so people already know I'm gonna, what I'm going to say. <laughs> so there's this this kid that's or this guy I was talking about when he was a kid. He went to um, the kitchen because he heard something, you know, in the kitchen. So he goes in there and he sees um, a guy like opening his fridge and making like a sandwich. And um, it was someone he's he'd never seen before, so he got freaked out and he he ran upstairs and got his parents and. They came down and there was no one there, right? Mm-hmm. So fast forward to when this kid's like 17 years old. He's in his fridge making a sandwich. And he turns around and he sees a small, like a um, eight-year-old version of himself standing there watching him make the sandwich and then runs off. So that time kind of overlapped for just a few seconds there. So he mm-hmm. was seeing himself in the future and in the past in that one moment. Yeah. No, I definitely... I. Th- Definitely think that definitely happens because there's been points when I've asked like um, spirit box questions about specific historical things that happened there and I'll get like it almost seems like uh, glimpses into that past. Now whether that's time slipping or them showing me you know what I mean? You know that moment or something. You know I don't know how it works but definitely because I've definitely asked for things and then gotten like responses as if they were the people that were there at the time. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know, like, you know, whether they're, you know, say if there's somebody that, you know, they died of starvation, they'd be like, oh, food, we're hungry, you know, mm-hmm. or something, something like that. They'll say things like that. So, like, you know, so, yeah, I definitely think that's definitely possible. Or, yeah. like, just like, the, I don't know if it's just the energy or whatever. Cause another example, like, I was in one of the recent, recent videos I did, I did. Um, of King Philip's War, one of the stories was it was about this Native American who got shot from the fort from like a half a mile away. And as I'm telling the story, I, you know, talk about the story, I do a spirit box session, and in the spirit box, it says shot him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm at, I'm, at the, I'm at the location of the fort, so it's like, was that shot him? Like uh, an echo of the past of the guy who actually shot, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like shot him, you know, I shot him. You know, um, that kind of thing, so... <laughs> Um, definitely interesting for yeah. sure. I, you, I've gotten a few like poignant, like his, you know, things that are like exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, man, yeah. do you know what I'm thinking right now? So I am imagining 
So back, let's let's say um, 1700s, whatever, you know, whenever this is going on, um, there's like these people, <laughs> I'm, I'm setting it up, okay? There's these mm-hmm. people walking through there. This is the conversation. Guys, I swear, I keep hearing this person named Phil talking. Phil? Phil? Yeah. And you're like talking and they're like, Phil, they're like... I swear there's a ghost named Phil around here. Yeah. Where is he? <laughs> and then Where are you? Yeah, that's them responding. It, I can see that totally happening. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I, I, and then we read some historical text, and they're talking about um, the spirits coming alive and, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's you the whole time. <laughs> yeah. I never expected it was me the whole time. Yeah. That's so funny, man. You never expect you're the ghost. I know. <laughs> That's that. That would be really cool to to find out. Like reading some, like text that yeah. some or a story. Like someone wrote a story mm-hmm. down about a ghost story, and it's actually you. That would be so right. crazy oh my to God. find out. Or I go to the Huckamuck like ten years from now, right? And I get I catch an EVP of like my first investigation oh, or something. Man. You know, like, <laughs> and you're dude. That would be so crazy. You're talking to yourself. Yes, that would be so. That would be wild. That would be, that would be absolutely wild. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, hell yeah. Let's see if we can make that happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, Gosh, uh, I'm gonna be like, I can't go to sleep tonight. I'm gonna be thinking yeah, about all be these, these just, scenarios, just, all these dates. <laughs> I know. You're like, they intersect 1973 <laughs> and 1993 at the same time. Yeah. The um, I don't know if you've seen any of the newer Marvel stuff, but there's like this branching of timelines. They are like yeah, forking oh, yeah. off, and I'm like, they are really going thinking. for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just like 900 different directions. Like, yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah. We just we watched the new uh, Spider-Man in the Spider Verse last night. Oh, actually. nice, nice. How did you like it? I thought it was awesome. I don't know. Have yeah. you seen it? Mm-mm. Uh, Mm-mm. It's it's so good. But there's like it's. You know, there's so many branches and multiple spider men, women, and all this. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, right. It's really cool. Yeah. Cool. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Good film recommendations with Jason. Yeah, yeah. This week, check out Spider Man. Yeah, dude. I, I'm. Gosh. There were some times in it. It was uh, pretty sad, but you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, well, they got they got to put those feels in there. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I still haven't seen the new Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I heard that. I heard good a, things. Yeah, I heard good yeah, things. I heard good I, things about it. Yeah. I heard it's a tearjerker, though. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you see. Um, um, you probably haven't been to the theater, but um, have you seen Oppenheimer yet? I have not. I saw it. Um, it was pretty good. It was, it was way too long. Yeah. Way too long. Yeah. I could have done without, you know, his, his growing up part. You know what I mean? Yeah. They kind of like do like the whole thing like, oh, this is him when he's in college and, you know, that whole thing. Yeah. Um, and then kind of like progress it to like when he makes the atomic bomb. And then obviously the probably the, the highlight of the big moment is probably like the dropping when they're testing it or whatever. Yeah. And did, they drop it for yeah. the first time. Oh, did, unbelievable. Did, yeah. I heard it's all like practical effects and stuff too. That, oh, yeah. Oh, really? I yeah. Didn't that's know what that. I heard. I heard there's, they didn't use any CGI. So I don't know how they created stuff like that. I mean, just the what's crazy about the, the A bomb, atom bomb is. When you see, because you'll see they're in the bunker, right? They show the explosion. You see the fire, the whole thing. But the sound doesn't travel mm-hmm. faster than the explosion or the, the sight does or whatever. So they don't even get the sound because they're so far away. 
they don't get the sound till I, f- I forget how long it is. It's like literally maybe even a minute, mm-hmm. whatever it is. It seems like forever. So, you know, you see the, like this billowing with smoke and just like fire, fire, fire. And then all of a sudden it's just like, like a, literally a wall, like a concussion. Yeah. Like, bang. And this is like, you know, then just like the loudest explosion noise you've ever heard in your life. Um, and I guess when Barbie and Oppenheimer play at the same time, people in Barbie can hear the point <laughs> when the atom bomb goes off, I guess. So. <laughs> That's awesome. But, yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. I was yeah. like, imagine watching Barbie. All of a sudden, like, <laughs> <laughs> this Man. huge explosion as you're trying to enjoy Barbie. <laughs> so did they use his uh, famous quote? I'm sure it had to be in there. The, I have become death, destroyer of worlds. That's yeah. his, like, quote. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they think they use that when, um, in like the Senate hearing part or whatever, when they're like talking to him, um, yeah. after the, after the, all, everything's all said and done, they kind of like go back and forth between time and stuff like that, That's cool. and kind of like weave it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good movie. Like I said, uh, like definitely forty five minutes too long for me. Yeah, it was okay. like three hours. It was a very, it was a slog to get through. You know. Yeah. But it was, it, it was good. I, I recommend it. That's cool. For sure. Um, one thing. Speaking of the atom bomb. Um, do you ever listen to, um, Tim Foy Hot? Um, I haven't checked them out, but I know I've heard of them. Yeah. I've heard of them. So, um, Sam Tripoli, he, he's like a comedian and a mm-hmm. podcaster and man, he had a guy on, I can't remember when it was, but, um, they're talking about the atom bombs and stuff and how, you know, like the, there's videos like the, the camera that shot the film you know, the, them dropping the bombs and the tests and stuff. Why didn't the cameras melt? They're like right there. I mean, and there's this whole conspiracy that these weren't really, that it didn't happen, you know, that these were like sets, like movie sets and stuff. And that the, the atom bombs never really existed. There's like a huge theory about this. Really? Interesting. Um, Well, I thought that, I thought that when they were setting it up, I was like, damn, they're like, setting this all the stuff up and everything around this will be destroyed yeah you know what i mean like all the yeah i, I thought that i was like that's uh, yeah i was like i was like damn was like all this like rig that they're using to hoist this bomb up in the air to drop it i was like all this is just like gonna be destroyed yeah but i, I mean, like a one-time use <laughs> i know but i mean why did the, i mean you gotta think there's a can't i mean they filmed did they actually use footage in the the movie about front footage oh, from the, uh, the bomb because that would be cool if they so. did that would be cool. Yeah. I don't think they did. Um, I, I don't think they did. I, they just did their own footage or whatever. I'm pretty um, sure. I heard also that it's being boycotted in Japan. because. You oh, know, really? That, yeah, because of, you know, Nagasaki. Oh, emotional, yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know. There's, yeah, I mean, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, there's also a theory that, you know, the bomb never was dropped on there that it was it wasn't an atomic bomb it, there was a bombs dropped but it wasn't but it wasn't an atomic, an atomic bomb. bomb it was just yeah. it was just some regular bombs yeah yeah but uh and they just wanted them to think it was yeah but yeah it's there's a lot of theories Interesting. <laughs> i don't know oh, that, any that, of those that, theories but there are a lot <laughs> <laughs> they're they're out there you can go find them yeah <laughs> and i'm not i haven't researched it i'm just talking yep. off the top that's of a later head. episode that's yeah. a later episode <laughs> That's, that's yeah. for the Patreon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wish I had a Patreon, but guys, should Someday. I get a Patreon? Let me know. Comment Comments down below. Down below. No. <laughs> yep, that's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I've I am like I've talked to Ty about it. Um, and I think we're gonna start doing maybe a weekly weekly show. 
Um, oh, nice. Yeah, because I mean, you guys weeks, are bi-weekly now? Yeah, we've bi- been bi-weekly, and we're about to come up on a year. Um, so I think we need to just start doing more. I mean, it seems like we're picking up traction, but I think we'd pick up more traction if we, if it was weekly, because I think people mm-hmm. want that. Um, Consistency? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. It's just, you know, something to work out. And with Ty having a new baby, hopefully, you know, we can work it out so we can do it weekly. Cause I think, I think yeah. that would be cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. It'd just be an adjustment. That's all. Yeah. And once he figures out that adjustment and kind of gets into it like a routine, you know, it'll be much easier. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, a few months he'll be, you know, ready to be, you know, it'll be like normal for him. You know yeah. what I mean? So it yeah. just takes time. Definitely. Yeah. But yeah, man, this has been fun. Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, man. It was <laughs> awesome. Uh, I always yeah, enjoy yeah. talking to you, man. I yeah, wish we looked yeah. closer so we can hang out some, you know. But you I know, know, I know. We'd be doing a hell of a lot more investigations, that's for sure. <laughs> so right, when are you moving down to Tennessee? Because everyone's moving to Tennessee. I know, right? <laughs> I know, right? Apparently everybody. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, if you guys ever come up to Mass, I mean, I have endless amounts of Bridgewater Triangle places yeah, to I, check I out. I totally so. want to come up there. I mean, that's that's yeah, a dude, thing hell I yeah. do. Um, I mean, eventually, I mean, I w- I'm trying to put together something for... Like this October, you know, because October it's Halloween, and so yeah. usually like people, the spooky season people like watch paranormal stuff more, or people that don't normally watch paranormal stuff are kind of into it. Yeah. So I th- I was thinking this year I'll probably I was gonna try to do like a live or like not live I'm sorry I'll, I want to end it with a live investigation maybe possibly in the Huckamuck or something like that, but I think I want to do like every single week do a different Bridgewater Triangle hotspot, you know, and maybe even have the fans pick, you know one of the weeks or something from one of the videos I've done. And you know what I mean? Cause there's endless amounts of places I could do. So, yeah, you know, and then try, and then I was going to try to get other um, YouTubers in on it. That's, that's where I was going with it. It's trying to get like, you know, to try to cross promote and, and all that stuff. But yeah, eventually whenever you guys do get up here, hell yeah, dude, I can't wait. Yeah. That'd be cool. It's going to be so much fun. I can't wait. The, can't wait to show you the Huckamuck. Yeah. I, I really want to go up there. Ty is really, really interested about coming up there too. So, Maybe yeah, sometime yeah, soon. Um, it may be next year, honestly, because you know, um, at least I yeah, mean, it'd, year, be, it'd be easier all, once the over. yeah, one, it'd be easier once you know his baby's one year old. I'm you know for him to get mm-hmm. away. So oh, for sure, yeah, and he'll be ready to get away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At that point, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, dude, it'd be so awesome. I can't wait. And then, yeah. like I said, hopefully next year, I think we'll fingers crossed. I think we'll probably come back to Tennessee too. That'd be awesome, um, man. You know, and then we'll conquer some other Tennessee legend or haunted location or something. I've sure. got I've got some stuff we can do. I mean, totally. Hell yeah. Um, Hell yeah. I'd like to do go to that birding park, Seven Islands. Yeah. I mean, just yep. during the day, go and do that because that that was hell yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> oh hell yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, if you were there only twenty one minutes and got that, yeah, yeah, it was absolutely. It was nuts. Hell yeah, dude. We can only I can only imagine. We'll get yeah. some, I'm guarantee we'll get some awesome stuff there for sure. Yeah, and I'd like to get Tony um, to do video with us. That would be great. Cause... Hell yeah, hell yeah. Well, he did promise me that he was going to do a video with me, so I got that in my back pocket. So I'll <laughs> I'll pull that out at some. I'll pull that out next year when I come back up. Yeah, <laughs> come down. I should say. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But, I've been I've been after yeah, yeah. him to do a video with me. I was like, let's go out. And he's like, let's do it. You know, but he's so busy. I you know I mm-hmm. hate to ask him. You know, I'm like, he's not gonna have time to to go out with me. So. Yeah, you just got to, with him, you got to, like, set set a date and then remind him 
every two weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes, you know, because, dude, he gets, you know, I, I know how it is, so. Yeah. I'm the same way sometimes. If I don't write it down on my calendar, then I'm, I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to write that down. Or, oh, yeah, I got to do that. And then, like, ten minutes later, then that's gone. And then the next day, I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to do And then, you know, it's just a cycle. So yeah. I like remember every day, but then you know I forget the twenty other twenty three other hours. So yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so, but yeah, hell yeah, man. Well, this has been awesome, man. Yeah, so man. yeah, if you need me again, just let me know. I'll easily hop on. We'll talk about something yeah, else. But this we, has been awesome, man. Um, I don't know how long Ty's been going to be out, but I would, you know, definitely we can do another one. Um, yeah, hell yeah, yeah. So uh, thanks a lot for coming on. Um, do you want to tell everyone once again where they can find you? Absolutely. So you can follow me on all my social medias. That's at Exploring with Phil minus Twitter, which is Exploring underscore Phil. Weekly YouTube shows, 7 p.m. every single Thursday, somewhere new, somewhere different. Bridgewater Triangle, most likely uh, Canadian Dutch Voice Studios. Awesome. And guys, uh, check out ReaperApparel.com. And if you go there and use code AFK Discussions, you'll get 25% off anything you purchase. Uh, they got rad hats. They got... Really cool shirts. Um, just go check them out, reaperapparel.com. And Phil, thanks a lot for joining me, man. Um, I wish Ty was here because I know I know he enjoys talking to you also. But um, you know, maybe soon we can get together and uh I mean, gosh, we could we always have fun talking. So, you know, we do hell yeah. Always love to hell have yeah. you back on. So Yeah. And I'm glad being here, glad I could help out, and I can't wait for the next one. Yeah, man, definitely. Okay, guys, also AFK discussions at Instagram, check us out on Facebook wherever you listen to podcasts and uh, also AFK discussions at gmail.com. Hit us up. If you got a story you want to be on the show, or if you're an expert about something paranormal, I would like to talk to you. All right, guys, peace out. Shadows were the day